Hello everybody, this is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on Thursday, October 26, 2023. We have a, a huge whopper doozy today, if you're following financial news. Uh, first, the housekeeping. We are going to go ahead with our vid chat tomorrow. Uh, it's going to have to be between two weather systems, one that's moving out and another one that's moving in. <laughs> so uh, I am probably going to be there early. I would guess between uh, noon and one is when we're going to start. I just want to make sure that we get everything uh, recorded and up in between these weather systems rather than reschedule it. So we are on for tomorrow. Just be there early. Remember to get your questions, comments submitted by no later than 10 o'clock U.S. Central Time tonight. Please remember to limit yourself to about two to three pages and one submission per customer. Uh, somebody asked me about one question. It's not one question. It's one submission. Lots of people ask uh, more than one question as they're doing these things, and that's perfectly okay. It's it's actually the length more than the number of questions that uh, I want people to focus on. All right. Now, there's an interesting story over at Zero Hedge, and it's full, of course, of all sorts of abbreviations. I had to go look them up. Uh, so, again, folks, remember, abbreviation really isn't very good communication. One abbreviation uh, that was used in this article has several possible meanings, and really all of them are possible, although I think there's only one way to take it. But please, abbreviation really doesn't communicate. Go spell out the words and the letters. Uh, because we all have a stake in all of this, and simply using abbreviations known only to a few people allows allows them, I think, to get away with a lot of stuff. Anyway, that's just a little thought. But there's a huge story behind this little thought. It's over at Zero Hedge, and I want you to listen to this very carefully particularly the opening paragraphs that I'm going to be reading. The article is titled, The World's Oldest Central Bank is Seeking $7 Billion Bailout After Massive Bond Losses. And this appeared just a couple days ago. So here we go. Listen very, very carefully. I'm starting right at the top. Quote, Two weeks ago, we reminded the world that thanks to soaring interest rates, which will only keep rising until the Fed figures out what big enough crisis it uses to trigger quantitative easing plus one, the staggering losses on global fixed income securities, bonds in other words, which according to the IIF amount to $307 trillion dollars, as calculated by Deutsche Bank's Jim Reed, have risen to a staggering $107 trillion. And while banks 
to uh, pardon me while banks to such facilities as the BTFP that's the Federal Reserve Bank Term Funding Program folks which was a if you go look it up and this is a very important point is a Federal Reserve Bank loan program to loan struggling banks enough operating capital essentially that's the way I'm reading it for about a year based on this is the key point based on the stated par value of any assets and securities it holds. In other words, if they're holding a $100,000 bond, then the Federal Reserve would value that bond precisely at $100,000, the stated paper value, par value of the bond, on its loan uh, collateralization. This is a very important point, so let me go back. While thanks to such facilities as the BTFP, much of the mark-to-market risk has been transferred, if only for a time being, away from commercial banks and to the Fed. Now, what's mark-to-market? Mark-to-market is an accounting practice that basically is called fair valuation, all right? And what this means is on the ledgers, on the books... The actual value of a security is measured not in terms of its par value, but in terms of its market value. So in other words, that $100,000 bond may now be selling for, let's say, $86,000. So the mark-to-market risk is being transferred to the Fed. Notice what's happening, therefore. The Fed is loaning money based on the par value of a security and assuming the mark-to-market risk itself. Okay? <laughs> what, a, what a deal, huh? <laughs> anyway, to continue. Um, while thanks to such facilities as the bank term funding program, much of the mark-to-market risk has been transferred if only for the time being, away from commercial banks and to the Fed, the cumulative losses at central banks are now absolutely staggering, starting with the biggest and baddest one of all, where the Fed operating loss is now $111 billion, and rising with every day that the Fed pays out more interest to banks with excess reserves and money markets, reverse repos, and it collects on its bond portfolio. <laughs> While the cumulative mark-to-market loss on its multi-trillion dollar bond and MBS portfolio is now staggering, a staggering hold on to your hats, one plus trillion dollars. And yet, as everyone knows by now, the Fed will never go bankrupt thanks to printing the world's reserve currency. That's right. The accounting treatment of record income or balance sheet losses is, well, none. They just assume that the Fed will merely print enough to plug any hole. And so the Fed is exempt from the ordinary rules of, capi pardon me, of capitalism where a big enough loss will eventually put you out of business which is a bit of a philosophical paradox. 
On the one hand, the Fed by default remits its profits to the Treasury, be they $1 or $1 trillion, and yet when it has a net loss at the end of the year, the Treasury is not bound to bail it out, which is the sweetest form of crony capitalism ever conceived and is by far the biggest benefit to whatever nation is the issuer of the world's reserve currency de jour. All right, now I'm skipping just a bit. The same can certainly also not be said of the world's oldest and arguably most experimental of central banks, Sweden's Riksbank, which not only is the world's oldest central bank, but also the first one to implement negative rates. Remember that one? Now it hopes to also be the first one to surpass the Bank of England in getting the biggest central bank bailout in history. In a press release by Riksbank Governor Eric Tedin before the Swedish Parliament's Committee on Finance Tuesday, he said that the now insolvent central bank needs a capital of inje injection of at least 80 billion Swedish kroner or just over $7 billion. That's B with a billion, representing a little over 1% of Sweden's gross domestic product. Skipping a few more paragraphs here, folks. When the value of the Riksbank's holdings of bonds decreases, it leads to unrealized losses that burden the Riksbank's result and equity. Quote, a negative equity does not affect the Riksbank's ability to conduct monetary policy in the short term, but to maintain confidence in an independent monetary policy in the long term, it is necessary that the Riksbank is financially independent, that is, that it has sufficient equity and earnings to cover its costs, unquote, continued Mr. Tadeen. And then, perhaps, to mitigate the impact of the unprecedented bailout demand, Tedin clarified that, quote, the Riksbank's asset purchases took place in a situation of international stress when the major central banks around the world were making extensive asset purchases, unquote. In other words, folks, they were buying bonds, because as interest rates were soaring, nobody was buying bonds and nobody was funding sovereign debt. <laughs> okay? Ah, oh, you got to love it. Now, while the Fed may sneer at the concept of negative equity simply because it can literally print money to plug whatever equity hole there is, which it simply calls deferred assets, and can continue to pretend it does not have over a trillion dollars in losses on its books. But for other banks, especially those which are not privately owned by a secretive cartel of bankers like the Fed, that these are instead wards of the state, telegraphing to the world that they are, well, insolvent, can be a problem. Now, I'm skipping all the way to the end here. Listen to this. While the Reichsbank's bailout request is certainly novel, 
It may be challenged for novelty and size by none other than the Bank of England, which, as noted above, already demanded that the United Kingdom government bail it out to the tune of £29 billion. That's sterling, folks, not Swedish kroner. After suffering similar massive mark-to-market losses on its duration exposure. That's just the start. Over the next two years, the total Bank of England bailout may rise to £90 billion, according to Deutsche Bank. And then, when all other central banks that similarly do not print reserve currencies join this fray in this higher-for-longer environment, that's when the grassroots civilization realize how naked the global monetary emperor truly is will finally dawn. In other words, folks, <laughs> I think if you read between the lines here, uh, and to put it very clearly and bluntly, they're not going to be able, not even the Fed, I think, are not going to be able to print more money and print their way out of this. Because the only thing that does, in turn, is it makes the currency worthless. You may be able to make your books look all pretty and nice, but what is happening here is a collapse of trust in the system itself. The currency, the sovereign debt, and ultimately I would go so far as to suggest to a certain extent, as yet we don't know how big of an extent, confidence in equities. In other words, just in plain old uh, stocks. So I think we have to go back to what the former German finance minister years and years ago, and Catherine Austin Fitz pointed this out, Wolfgang Schäuble said there is no way forward that is not a reform. In other words, we cannot continue to use the same old playbook to get out of this financial mess. Why? Because it was finance capitalism. It was the multiplication of paper as financial instruments. Particularly, here it comes, folks. Yes, I'm going to say it. Particularly derivatives and the financialization of basically everything now. We're talking about commodities. We're talking about weather. We're talking about pandemics and pandemic bonds. Everything is being financialized in a desperate attempt to prop up this system. I don't think any of it's going to work. There's no way forward that is not production. And production itself, if you've been following all of this stuff, if you've been following Mr. Globaloni's worries, the production itself is overproducing. And regular products are becoming more and more expensive. They're becoming unreachably expensive. So with the inflation of the currency, even by the Federal Reserve, things are being priced out of people's reach. When things are priced out of people's reach, they don't buy them. When they quit buying, the producers quit making them, and things begin to spiral downward. That's deflation. So I suspect that this mess that Mr. Globaloni and Mr. Central Bankster have put everybody in 
uh, is beginning to unravel because now, folks, please note what I'm really saying and what this article is saying. Now, folks, it's beginning to hit the central banks. And they're notably the central banks in the West that are beginning to show the strains of failure. This is going to ripple around the globe. But eventually, I think it's going to even... Uh, reality is going to even hit the likes of Janet Yellen. That's my guess here, folks. It's only a guess, uh, but it looks to me like this is a little sign from Sweden that things are about ready to pop. Anyway, that's it. Have a nice day. <laughs> Don't forget, we've got an early vid chat tomorrow. In all likelihood, I will be in the chat room sometime between noon and one o'clock central time, we'll, we are probably definitely going to have an early start to make sure that we get through the vid chat before one weather system moves out and another one moves in. So please remember, if the weather should change uh, dr dramatically or the weather system will arrive early and I get power knocked out or something, please uh, understand that uh, the circumstances might dictate things for us but i don't suspect it's going to do that so we are going to start early tomorrow anyway that's it for today's news and views watch that mark to market <laughs> shenanigans going on i think it's going to get much much worse folks bye bye we'll see you on the flip side